Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Lifetime's Robin Roberts Presents Mahalia. From executive producers Robin Roberts and Linda Berman comes the biopic of the legendary Mahalia Jackson. Grammy Award winner Daniel Brooks stars as the trailblazer whose music moved, inspired, and changed people's hearts. Critics have praised Brooks's transformative performance into the Queen of Gospel as thunderingly good. Directed by Kenny Leon and written by Bettina Jillowa and Todd Kreidler, this Lifetime original movie continues to inspire viewers and highlights the ongoing fight for social justice. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia for your Emmy consideration in all categories. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And I'm Amanda Nduka. And for this podcast, you guys, we have Dino's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) We have my cousin, Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos. They just... They just found out they're related, you guys. It's crazy. I'm it's like crazy. Okay, no, we're not really related. Hashtag fake news. You're, we you're- could be colonizers, <laughs> yes. you know? So he- that's out there. But anyway, <laughs> Anthony is the star of In the Heights, um, which is, you guys, when I, I, like we were talking about during the podcast, like I, I feel like this is going to be a moment a for big the Latino community. It is, it is big in scope. The this it's, so bright, so colorful. You guys, you're going to fall in love with these characters. I'd never seen the, mm. the stage production before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't really know anything about it. I just kind of read through it. But like mm. watching this movie, I was captivated. Yeah. It is just so, it's like, it's like, like Amanda said, it's, it's big. It's like a huge, like old school Hollywood musical production, but modern, of course, but also very intimate. Like there are so many moments where I cried. There are so many moments that just deserve Oscar recognition. Olga, you know, yes. her routine. Oh God. But Anthony, like him, like kind of, he leads this. Lin-Manuel Miranda originated the role on Broadway. Anthony was, like, he has a story about his relationship with In the Heights. It's, it's guys, so interesting. It's so interesting. It's so crazy how it's this, this role is definitely a full circle moment. And when you mm. guys hear his story, you'll, you'll definitely see why, but it's such an interest. Like he has such an interesting journey to, yeah. get to where he is. And obviously he's doing amazing things right now. I mean, he's doing Transformers. Yeah. Which huge. He did Hamilton. Yeah. You know. And he's uh he's in the current or he's gonna be I don't know if his episodes area of in treatment with Uzo. In treatment. Yeah, 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 it is on, yeah. It's on HBO Max so, right now. I just watched it the other day actually. Um, so like it's you know in the heights comes out June 11th. I 
if you feel comfortable, go see it in the theater because, yes. and also like theaters are getting safer depending right. on where so you are. What we were, just, <laughs> we just watched a movie in the theater the other day, even though it was a screening. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it seemed, I, I felt very safe. Yeah. You know? And it's like, just as long as you're wearing your mask, be safe, yeah. be respectful. Yeah. But I do recommend that just because of the scope of this right. and just, it's an experience yeah i mean if, if you know you can watch it on this you know your tv but okay. the screen is where it's at you guys like, i mean john chu's a director yeah did with crazy rich asians like magic and i think he has that same magic with this one like it's yeah just, it's just it's so gonna make you want to get up and dance with them oh really <laughs> it's the soundtrack like that that, that the music like I said, the characters, Benny, who we talk about. Benny, Corey um, Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey Hawkins, who did amazing. I think they're all the all the characters, the guy who plays Sonny, I don't know his name. I uh, love his little uh, dance. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but yeah. Anthony is just like leading them all and yeah. just like, Anthony's a leading man. Like, yeah, I, I'm not just saying that, but like he has the charisma, the talent, uh, and he just... And he was a joy on our podcast. And he's my cousin, guys. So support <laughs> so you, him. <laughs> so you have to support him because him and Dina are related. But Because we just have to save the last name. That's yeah. it. That's all we Anthony, need. Anthony is great. I'm I'm very happy we got we had him on. Like I said, mm -hmm. go see this movie in theaters if you have the opportunity. If not, it's going to be on HBO Max, Max as yeah. well. Um, so you but. can watch it at home. But this is definitely a, a movie I would recommend to experience on the on the huge screen even though yeah huge screens on their house people have big screens in their houses right now um so yeah without further ado here is anthony well cool anthony thanks man and i know yeah like i was saying it's i i think it's you're on the east coast so your day is winding down like done almost and ours is winding down so but thank you for doing this yeah yeah no no doubt yeah thanks cool. for having me on the podcast cool. yeah and um obviously um congrats on in the heights um yes. i got to see it and it was breathtaking. <laughs> I watched because like so they give us like what like 24 hours to watch the link or whatever like that a limited amount of time. I watched it like multiple times to like just run out and I, I'm gonna go watch it in the theater again too so yeah. you're gonna have my money so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Amazing thank you. Yeah well congrats on that film honestly I got goosebumps watching it I feel like it's it's something that we've needed. It's for the culture. It, it had everything that I feel like um, what what Crazy Rich Asians did, right? Whatever, whenever it came out and it had all these all these different um, nuanced stories. And so um, this film definitely had all of that. We're gonna talk about it more more later. But first, um, we like to kind of start out with getting to know our guest and getting your background and what brought you into this crazy business. Um, so obviously, you're a, a singer and an actor. We've seen you on stage. We've seen you on screen. Um, you you grew up in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn, Bushwick. Yeah, so what, how did you find your love for performing or where did you find your love for performing? Uh, when I was a kid, I mean, when I was a kid, I, I always loved music. Music was always the, the thing that that uh, that I loved the most. I loved listening to albums. I loved like watching music videos and like trying to imitate what the artists were doing in the, like, in the music video. <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and um you know, uh, we also, I mean, I loved the arts in general as a kid, right? Like I was always, 
my cousins, me and my cousins, we would like make up these skits as kids for like the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we would perform. We didn't have like a script or anything. We'd just be like, yo, you're going to stand here in the beginning. You're going to stand there. This is kind of what the story is about. Yeah. All right, let's like, we're going to just make this up. And then when we feel like stopping, somebody just stop. And that'll be the end of that. And that was kind of, it was an improv, like long form improv. Okay. We were doing as kids, horrible long form improv. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, we, we did it during the holidays until we were about 12 years old and then we got too cool to do it anymore. And then, you know, it was like um, uh, in high school, I always loved music. You know, music was always a thing too, like the Temptations. I love the Temptations and I was performing. I had this like trio and in junior high school where me and two of my friends, Khalif and Lennox, we used to perform to, uh, a one temptation song every assembly. Mm-hmm. So like one of the teachers found out that all three of us could sing because we used to play around. Individually, we would be playing around singing songs in school. She was like, yo, y'all can all sing. And then I was like, yo, let's, let's, make, let's make a group. <laughs> so we formed this group and our teacher, Miss Al Garen, she was helping us with like the rehearsals, like the dance steps, trying to make sure you were in sync. So shout oh. out to Miss Al Garen. And um, and we uh, and then I, we would do that. And then I got to high school, and in high school I was playing. You know, baseball was always the thing though that I was, you know, that I felt like I wanted to do. All you know, I I, I wasn't really I didn't I didn't um, I didn't take like dance classes or singing lessons or anything like that. I didn't know how to play guitar as a you know at the time as a kid. Like I, I just uh, you know I was just kind of it was all recreational. Like I was like that kid in the family. Like you know when you have an uncle that can do like magic tricks. Mm. whatever you're like that's the uncle that does that at at the barbecues or whatever and they have a <laughs> trick that was like what i doubt that was me i was like <laughs> after the family had a few drinks i knew that the, the once i saw once i saw more than three people looking at me <laughs> oh, here it goes my, my so mom, anthony come here you anthony, always come have here. to have something to be prepared yes no, my mom's always like anthony sing a song sing a song but i always knew what song it was though that she wanted me to sing she always wanted me to sing el cantante by uh, hector labo or she wanted me to sing aguanile by you know hector labo and then or like a temptation song or like i used to sing i need you now by Smokey norfolk mm. and uh and my mom, she always asked me to sing like one of those songs or like John Legend, like Ordinary People. Cause I was like, John Legend, it was and will forever be like my guy. Like I love yes. And um, um, But then in high school, fast forward, the, the, the short, this is, the, the, this is a longer story of this, but I'll give you the shortest version of yeah. it is, um, uh junior year i auditioned for what i thought was a talent show ended up being a musical i didn't really like musicals i didn't watch musicals so i you know i just i was just trying to sing something for like one night that was Mm -hmm. the goal like i heard an announcement come audition for this thing called sing i didn't know what it was thought it was a talent show i go they're like can you read these lines i'm like i don't do that she's like can you do it (laughs) i read them sarah steinwise shout out to my high school director sarah steinwise who's still one of my best friends and mentors he, uh, I read the lines. I, they gave me a lead part in the musical. Wow. I was like, oh shit, I can't do that. <laughs> and then they were like, she was like, I think you can. And I was like, I don't know. She's like, I really, I do think you can. I did it. I loved it. I was wearing this ridiculous costume, some Burger King ass crown. I played Zeus, <laughs> this musical called Love Conquers All that was written by the students. And 
it was, you know, and I'm singing this rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside, but it was called Baby It's You I Love. This, it was, they were all like, like remixes of songs that had been out already. So it was like a off shoot jukebox musical that wasn't of all, yeah, songs that were out with that <laughs> remixes of them. Right. And that the students rewrote. Probably because we couldn't get the license to. Yeah, to <laughs> that's but, a good way around it, though. That's a good way to kind of work it, around it. Yeah, you know, and uh, and and, uh, and fast forward, I'm out this. I'm 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 applying for colleges, and and it was gonna play. I was you know it was to play ball. Yeah. Um, all my applications get withdrawn from every school I applied to because we didn't get the financial aid forms in in time. It was a we were going through a lot at home, and and I think me and my mom probably thought we had more time than we did, uh, and we didn't, and. All the applications get withdrawn. We get letters from schools being like, "Yo, I'm sorry, we you didn't, we can't accept you without this this form." So I kind of felt hopeless, and I was like, "Damn shit!" Like, so I was thinking about, you know, it was either I was gonna go to community college or I was gonna enlist in the Navy. Mm. And uh, and my mom kept hanging up on the recruiters because mm. I had like sort of like expressed interest, and these recruiters were kind of calling like, "Yo, like, is he still interested?" She's like, "Nah, he don't live here." <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> But um, but fast forward, my, my teacher, Sarah Steinweiss, asked me to audition for this one school called AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York uh, for musical theater. Um, and I totally didn't think I was going to get in. I was like, yo, that, that school looks too hard to get in. The flyer looked all fancy and shit. I was like, nah, G. And she was like, yo, you should really give it a shot. And I was like, all right. I go on audition. She helps me with the audition material. She paid for the application. I couldn't afford wow. it. She helped me with the essays because I wanted to give up one night. My best friend calls her like, yo, I don't know what to say to him. He's talking about giving up, blah, blah, blah. He's crying and shit. She like put him on the phone. I get on the phone. She's like, yo, come, come meet me right now. We're going to finish these, these, these essays. And she sat with me, finished wow. the essays with me, paid for the application. Um, I get into the school, can't afford it. She gives my name to the Jerry Seinfeld Scholarship Foundation that he had at the time. Oh my God, what a wonderful person. Yeah, yo, for real. She's, she's yeah, she's coming to the premiere. She, she, she'll be- Dope! Oh my God, I love that. I oh. love these stories. Yes, yes. And, um, and look at you now, yeah. Like, yes. it seems like everything you've been doing from your improv days as a kid to- <laughs> To, to like even just like perform you know doing you know some remix of an old song it kind of prepared you for what you're going through right now right sort of I would say so I think all of all of those things are all little pieces of things that that uh that kind of uh, form themselves into this big culmination of things that would uh, essentially like you know yeah like you said like to help prepare me for whatever is happening right now in my life. You know, I think, I think, uh, you know, also growing up in the hood and growing up, growing up in, 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 you know, poverty and growing up in, in the projects and just like really struggling that and, and playing sports and, and all of those things, you know, and, and coming from, you know, my family had a lot of issues, you know, with drugs, alcohol, like a lot of stuff that, that really uh, made life not the easiest to, to live. Mm. You know, especially as as a kid, yeah, really prepared me for for I think now, you know, yeah. and dealing with dealing with whatever I deal with now as an adult and what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even some of these executives, they all drug dealers. They just do it. <laughs> <legal. laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? You ain't lying. You're not lying. I love how you you were like, I don't think I can do this. And then you're like, then somebody says, okay, yes, you can do it. And you and you do it. And I, I feel like that's just a testament to 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 just per persevering and, and the reason why you are where you are is even when you're faced with a challenge that you probably have never experienced before, you're like, and somebody, you know, yourself saying that you can't do it you do it anyway and look and look and look where you're at right now. I think that's very, very inspiring. Um, yeah. So, so let me ask you when you, when you were first auditioning, um, first of all, when did you, when did you decide that this was going to be like your career? Um, and when you were first auditioning, what kind of roles were you, were you either getting or, or going out for? Yeah. When, you know, when I decided that this would be my career was when I went to college for it. When I got into AMDA and I got that scholarship, oh, I yeah. ended up that scholarship and they, um, you know, that she, that she vouched for me. She, they, she, they hadn't given that scholarship out to somebody at my school in five years. And mm. she was like, yeah, you gotta meet this kid. Like, I know his grades ain't all that, but just sit with him and talk to him. And I sat across from Kate Fenneman, who was running in at the time. And, and I told him my story and you know, she was crying. I was crying. And I was like, yo, you know, just, I'm just like, look, man, I just need a shot. I'm punning, you know, no pun intended. But I was like, I need some, I just need a chance, somebody to believe in me. And, um, you know, and I said, you know, my grades are not a reflection of me, you know, and I left. And a couple of days later, this day, you know, school's calling me for a loan. I can't afford it. And, um, like, you know, I asked the guy to give me two, you know, another day. I didn't know what I was going to do with another day, but something in me was like, tell him to give you another day. And then, um, you know, and then uh, I think, you know, I had to be all God, you know, I think it was like, give him another day. And I was like, what am I going to do in another day? Yeah. And then he called, school calls back and it's like, yo, you know, um, sorry, Kate calls and says, hey, Anthony, you know, we don't usually give the scholarship out to people with your grades, but we want to pay for your school for all four years. Oh, my, oh, my so goodness. That, you know, that was when my life changed. That was when I really like in that moment, I was like, OK, I guess this I, I know not that I guess, but all right, this is what I need to do in my life. So I got to go hard. Like I got to, I got to work the hardest I possibly can. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I got to really like give it my all because a lot of people put their, their names on the line for me. A lot of people vouch for me. A lot of people sacrifice for me. So, um, so I not only owe it to myself, but I owe it to them to, uh, to really like to, to go hard in the paint. So that was when I decided I wanted to, to, to do this. And then later on, you know, I, I graduated from school. Um, they, they let us uh, audition in our fourth semester of college. It was a, I went to two year conservatory. So I didn't go to school for four years. I tried to go in the third year online, but I just, you know, I, I couldn't focus. So yeah. I dropped off. And, um, and um, but in my second year of school, you know they allowed us to audition and and it was a conservatory so it wasn't even like it was it wasn't like a degree program or anything like that so um that you do school at night you audition in the morning so i was auditioning for everything but it was hard because i found quickly that there weren't a lot of roles for me in musical theater and i also mm -hmm. felt like they um they, i just didn't feel like i fit in into this world you know what i'm saying like in this I was like, nobody's trying to give me a lead role. Like, ain't nobody trying to cast me as Billy Bigelow in Carousel. Ain't nobody <laughs> trying to cast me as, you know, who's the who's the lead guy in Ragtime or yeah. Color Purple. I ain't going to be in Color Purple. I ain't going to be in Carousel. I ain't going to be in Sound of Muse. Ain't none of this shit. <laughs> and so I don't know where I fit in, right? Yeah. Half of West Side Story, maybe Men in La Mancha and In the Heights was the only one. Yeah. Mm -mm. You know? And 
that was it. That's what it felt like for me. So it was like, damn, like, I don't know where I fit in. So I really worked hard at dancing because I said, maybe if I could be in some, in the ensemble, if I can just get into the ensemble, because usually, yo, I, for real, in a lot of these ensembles, it was like, there were like two black people and one Latino, maybe. That was it. And one yeah. person, Filipino or somebody, someone, you know, who you did, they like Lebanese or something. Mm-hmm. But as far as people of color, especially in the ensembles, especially for a lot of shows, if it wasn't specifically like a Latino show or a show for African-Americans, you know what I'm saying? Like, then you yeah, wasn't, yeah. like, it was like, that's what it is. Ain't no colorblind casting out here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that shit just felt, it was so hard. And I want, I, I really wanted to quit, you know? And I was mm-hmm. getting on just for, I was auditioning for everything, but, you know, and I didn't have any, I had an agent and I got dropped, you know, um, six months into having an agent. So I was really like discouraged. I got that call in Bryant Park. I'll never forget it, you know? And, um, and uh, you know, it was like the call was something like, you know, we think that you should go to, to an agency that will pay more attention to you or something like that. They said wow. some shit like, and I was crushed because I was like, damn, like it's already hard. And I, now I don't have an agent. Yeah. But, um, I was just waking up early in the morning, going to open calls and then, you know, little by little, I just started booking things. Like I booked, I booked in the, I booked in the Heights at, at, at a regional production of it. It wasn't Broadway, but I had, you know, I had auditioned for the national tour of it back in, back when I was 19 and didn't get it for the for Lynn and all of them, Lynn, Tommy, the whole creative team. And I didn't get it. And I was like heartbroken about that. I'm like, shit, man. I was like close. But then um, finally, I, I booked the national tour of Damn Yankees. It was like my first job where I was like, for $600 a week on the national tour, we did 67 cities in mm. three months on this bus and truck tour. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, we were we were traveling eight, nine, 10 hours to, to the next city, dropping our shit off at the hotel and then performing that night and going to sleep, waking up at four or five in the morning and going, and going wow. to the next city and, and, and getting after it. And it was three months of that and it was, it was rough, but yo, it was like, again, talking about these things that happen to you in your life that prepare you for yeah. wherever you find yourself, you know, now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, that shit was like boot camp, And yeah, then yeah, I did radio yeah, city yeah. Christmas spectacular after that. And I was doing the, so these were the kind of roles I was getting just ensemble roles. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You know, they like, Oh, he could sing, put him in the corner over there. Or he could, <laughs> he could dance well enough, put you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Put them in these three numbers. And I was like, whatever, just as long as I could be on stage. And um, and in the Heights, man, I got at this theater, Pioneer Theater Company. They started releasing the rights to the show. Um, and uh, they started releasing the rights to, to the show after the, the show closed on Broadway and the tours closed. And um, funny story about that was that shit I couldn't get seen for because I didn't have an agent. Oh. And I tried to get seen for that show got turned away. They were like, nah, we only see a union. I was like, ah. Mm. So <laughs> I go to my acting class. My acting teacher had done a show at that theater before. Mm. She's like, yo, I know the casting director. Cause I had told her, yeah, wow. I tried to get into see it. And I tried to get seen for in the Heights today, but I couldn't get seen. She was like, yo, I know the casting director over there. I'll give him your headshot resume. She gives him my headshot resume. He don't hit me back. Next thing you know, I go and audition. They doing, they doing auditions for a non-equity uh, mm. uh, theater. Mm. So I was able to audition for that because I, I wasn't union, but this was a non-union show for In the Heights at some other theater. Right. And I was like auditioning for that, didn't get a call back and nothing. But I go and next door, 
they're auditioning for the theater that I had tried to get seen for the week before. And that was the casting director that my teacher was telling me about that she knew mm-hmm. and that she sent my headshot to. He was he was in that room. I knew he was in that room. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should give them my, the monitor my headshot. Maybe I should give the monitor my headshot. And I'm talking to my friends and I'm chilling with them or whatever, 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 because I'm waiting for this other audition over here. And, and the monitor comes out of the room and then she goes back in and I'm like, fuck y'all, pump thing. I didn't, I, I, I missed my chance. Yeah. Next thing you know, this older man comes out the room. I've never seen this guy. Comes out the room and something inside me is like, follow him. Yo, oh mm. God, I can't, I cannot make this up. Wow. <laughs> My man comes out the room. I could, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the older man named Rich Cole comes out the room, starts walking to the elevator. Some inside me is like, yo, go follow that dude to the elevator. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my friends, talking to my friends. I'm like, yo, yo, everybody, yo, give me two seconds. Grab my headshot. I scurry over like a creep. Follow my man to the elevator. Pull up on him. Yo, 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 my man, you Rich Cole? Yeah, I'm Rich Cole. Hey, man, you know, I'm just, I'm a friend of Jenny Mercedes. You know, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to say, you know, she, she told you about me, but, but I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to bother you or anything. I know you're busy, but I was just wondering if I could, you know, I didn't hear back from you, but I was wondering if I could give you my headshot and resume. He looks at me, he's like, yeah, you can give me a headshot resume. And yo, I kid you not, I still got this email. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm freaking loving all of this. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm loving all of this. I'm going to, I'm going to read this shit to you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it like is, story time with Anthony. No, and I love like, it. <laughs> right. And it's it's just crazy how everything works in this world, yeah. right? No. Like, but he goes, he goes, uh, uh, I don't get a call back for this other in the heist production. Okay, okay. I'm eating lunch and I get an email at on June 12th. Shout out to Rich Cole, wherever he is. God bless you, man. Thank you. I get an email at uh I don't even know what time this is. June 12, 2012, 2.51 p.m. Okay. Hi, Anthony. I just got an opening for Pioneers in the Heights tomorrow at 11 a.m. back at Chelsea Studios, 151 West, 20, uh, West 26th Street, 5th Floor. Do you want it? Sing in the <gasps> style of the show. Prepare the attached graffiti piece side. Let me know if this works. Yo, and it was literally like they gave me this graffiti piece side, and I only had like three lines. The one line was like, you paged me? I'm feeling that. <laughs> And the other line was shit. With this much cash, I could hook it up, but it'll take me all night. That was it. Yo, I go in an audition. They give me like ten or twelve pages of size. They're like, "You never auditioned for the show before?" I was like, "Nah, man. I was trying to get in. I couldn't get seen." Thank, thank you to Rich. And I go in. I come back and I book it and I get my union card. Wow. Oh, dope! It's freaking crazy. But well, like, and, yeah. yeah, and and I just think it's like all about kind of giving someone a chance, right? Or someone like, you know, to believe in you, it takes one person, you know, especially for people of color or people who are in the margins, you know, I think it just takes one person and like, and following your gut, right? Like what, what you did when you chased out, cause like usually sometimes when that, those situations happen, when you chase someone with your headshot, doesn't end too well sometimes, but like you shot your shot and look at you now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Think that, like how you're you're starring in the the movie version yeah. of it after all you went through to get in this is i mean it's just it's crazy this is really like i'm actually and, like <laughs> no and it's also inspiring i think no it I is i mean yeah well you know i i actually want to talk of course you know fast forward 
you know, you, you, you know, and now you, Hamilton, right? Uh, this thing called Hamilton that everyone's right. talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, well, side note, I saw you on Broadway perform it and I was like, I, I keep telling this story just because I like bragging, like, cause I actually got, I won the lottery to, to go see it one day. And I think, I think, uh, and uh, I, I bragged about that for like the entire year one time right. and then um, saw all of y'all and, you know, changed my life, whatever. But, you know, when that show was like in previews and like off Broadway and, you know, and then went into this crazy, it, it seemed like it just went like wildfire, like just this phenomenon. Um, and, you know, how did you see it as it was changing the perception of representation and inclusivity on Broadway and beyond? And also, how did you even begin to navigate what was going on? Because it seemed like it was just unfolding so yeah. fast. And, like, I, I wouldn't even begin to think, I'm like, oh, I have, you know, I'm a part of this juggernaut of a cultural phenomenon. And I would just, like, freak out. But how did you, how did you manage that? Yeah, I mean, I it was really a day at a time to be honest. Mm. I, I I I didn't know what I was going through. Mm. I was like, this is crazy. Mm. I didn't I didn't expect um, people are like, yo, did you know the show was gonna do that? Blow. I mean, like, I knew it was special. Yeah, for sure. I knew I knew it was like I knew, I knew I was sitting. I was like, this is a smash. Mm -hmm. And if it ain't a smash, it'll always be a smash in my mind. But um but I didn't know it was gonna blow up like that. I mean, every other day, every day was somebody new. It was Oprah, Obama, this person. <laughs> it was like, I mean, who, who, the who's who of, you know, whatever coming to, to see the show. And, um, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for my family. And, you know, I, I, you know obviously I met my fiance during, during the show and, um, you know, I, I met I, I met a lot of good people that I got to really like rally around. Um, rather, we really rallied around each other because that was a hard run. That was a hard show. Mm -hmm. uh, we went through a lot behind the scenes. We went through a lot. Um, you know, as a cast individually, people were having babies. It was wild. I mean, it was yeah. like it was a lot going on for a lot of us. You know, a lot of life changes, a lot of transitions for people, and. Um, uh it was you know it was a blessing it, it really was but it was a hard uh it was a hard show and um and i think just the way we dealt with it was we held on to each other really like you know we 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 you know we were really supportive of each other we still supportive of each other we every, every all of us we all going to see each other see everybody's things and someone's doing a show and who's on tour and we're going to support them and um you know and 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 that for me is 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 uh was the was the thing that I think got got not only me not on, that's not the only thing that got me through I think I can maybe maybe speak for some of my cast members that is what got them through as well it was yeah. the support that we have for each other and us lifting each other up and you know because mm. um, I'd be lying to you if I said I came to the theater every night excited about performing <laughs> Hamilton yeah. I'd be exhausted I did three auditions during the day I, yeah. had, I had to go home walk the door or whatever I had to go do whatever errands I had to do or I'm putting out whatever fire something's going on in your family or whatever and then you come to the theater and you got to throw it all away eight times a week yeah and and, and there's because there's 1300 new people new people that may have never seen a show before and you gotta you gotta put all your life's you know you had a full day yeah and, now you're there and you gotta get it popping at eight o'clock 
Mm-hmm. That light turns on. There's so much more respect. I, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> yeah. Every but it's single- like, yeah. And even with that show, just because of the cultural heft it had, and I've never seen anything like that. We've never seen a typically white narrative told by people of color. And, and, and it's a story that's not only for white people, but for people of color as well. And and I learned a lot, of course, but, and uh, yeah. there, uh, of course, you know, uh, first time seeing it, to see it, again, not to brag, second row, and like, seeing <laughs> you. <laughs> you it. It like that. He was very happy about this lottery win. I tried so hard. I didn't that, know that lottery. I was just like, <laughs> I, tried I remember time. it was on a February in New York. So it was hella cold. And me and my friend were standing and I was visiting from, from LA. And I was just like, I was just like, oh, I was like, okay, if we don't get tickets, we could go see Get On Your Feet. Cause it was like right next door to y'all. Yeah, and I, I was just like, oh, that would be fine too. You know, but my name was the third name called and I yelled, fuck you really loud <laughs> and then I ran <laughs> I ran up there and with my 20 you know my, my 10 dollars I was two tickets um but no it's just like seeing that shows like changed my perception you know as 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 a person of color as a queer person of color just like having s- a story told like that through that way and of course I went down this deep rabbit hole after I saw it I was like oh I gotta research everything Lynn did and who are all these cast members and then lo and behold y'all are all over the place and which is a good thing um i think that that show just did uh did amazing things um but so like in the production of in the heights you played sunny or like who did you yeah i played sunny in that first one uh-huh. and uh and the one that i did regionally that that first production that i told you the story about but then i did it one more time at the mm-hmm. kennedy center for uh we did we had two weeks of rehearsal and then we had seven performances Oh, and, there you uh, go. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was supposed to be a concert version, and that shit was a full out show. <laughs> um, all, Anthony, it's just going to be a concert version, and then <laughs> uh, okay, sure. I thought I was going to have a book in my hand. Wow. We were doing this and perform out, music stands. I'm talking, we did blocking, choreo. That shit was a show. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, again, speaking of things that prepare you for, you know, wherever you are in your life and in the mm-hmm. present moment, you know, I know yeah. I keep going back to that, but that's only because, you know, uh, you alluded to that. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think, I think it's, it's, it was, it was, that was such an incredible experience. Stephanie Clements, who was the associate choreographer on Hamilton at the time was directing, um, was directing in the Heights at the Kennedy Center. And she, I think that Usnavi had gotten like hurt or something mm-hmm. like that. He was doing something, he was in another performance and they didn't have anybody two days before they had to start rehearsal. And I think her wife hit her like, yo, what about Aunt Colleen? And so shout out to Colleen. And Colleen was like- <laughs> all, hey, all Colleen. these people, all these women. Right. All right, right. A lot of women. I'm telling you, yeah. For real. They got the sixth sense, the intuition. They do. And she goes, she's like, what about Aunt? She's like, oh, shit, that's a good idea. So they asked me to do it first. I was like, yo, hell no. (laughs) Two days before rehearsal, like, what? But did you know the part already, kind of, or... I didn't like I didn't I knew the the music because yeah. again that was the only Latino show that's it that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but but still like I was like yo like like it's not even I don't even have time to wrap my head around this though like I don't know 
And, um, but I didn't even, I think it was one of those decisions that I, I'm grateful that I didn't have time to think about and I just did it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, um, and it ended up being s- such a beautiful experience. And um, funny enough, it was crazy. Lynn was coming to those rehearsals. A lot of, some of the original cast members from the Broadway show were in it because Stephanie was in the original cast and it was all love. Like that in the Heist family is tight. Mm-hmm. And like they support each other same way we do with Hamilton. I mean, they, and, and those families are intertwined and like everybody kind of really supports each other. And Lynn, Lynn, Lynn came to uh, one of our rehearsals and then he came to a performance and then he writes this whole tweet about me and something like that. And he goes like, it was something to the effect of like, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you know, imagine you tap dance, you know, imagine you get tap shoes, uh, you know, and you tap dance your whole life. And uh, and next thing you know, you 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 get older, and you decide to hang it up, and you put the shoes in the box, and you put them up in the shelf in the closet. You walk away for 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 years or whatever. All of a sudden, you're downstairs in your house one day, and you hear noises coming from upstairs. And you you go up the stairs, you open your door to your room, and you see your kids tapping in the room. And he was like, he said something like, uh, and you saw the kid took the shoes out of the box and put them on, and then you realize in that moment that the kids tapping the, you know, more beautifully than you could ever imagine. And he was like, and then that moment you realize that those shoes were never meant for you. They were always meant for him. And he said, oh. that's, that's what it feels like watching Anthony Ramos play Usnavi. Oh my God. <laughs> this was before I got the movie. I was going to ask you, like, was this, was, but was that what got you the movie? I don't know. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> but, but, you know, I still had to meet John Chu. Okay. Mm-mm. Because my man's, you know, that's the director, right? Yeah. Finally, 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 I got, and I had audition for In the Heights even before I did that Kennedy Center performance because they were doing audition for In the Heights about a year prior because they were going to do it. Obviously, uh, it was with a different studio and then, yeah, yeah. All of, you know, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And then um, they got the movie from the Weinstein Company. Warner Brothers got it, but I had audition for it back when it was with the Weinstein Company. And I mean, I'm uh-huh. Well, it's also funny you were like, Remember back in the day, you were almost about to join the Navy, and you now you're playing Usnavi, named after the U.S. Oh. Navy. <laughs> wow, yo, I didn't even think of that, bro. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Wait, Ooh. so did you did you have to audition for the movie? So I auditioned for the movie back back when it was with or, the, the Weinstein, Weinstein. Yeah, but then, with Warner Brothers. But then when Warner Brothers got it, I didn't audition. I just had a meeting with John. And John and I sat across from each other. We sat, we sat with each other at breakfast. We had breakfast by where he used to live. We were chilling in West Hollywood. And um, we just, I think I had a breakfast burrito. Was, uh, well, that sounds good. Yeah, in LA. And uh, it was good, man. It was banging too. But we just sat across from each other. We were just sharing stories, man. We were sitting there for almost two hours. And yo, mm. you know, we got emotional a couple of times and shit. Like, it was, it was, um, we had a beautiful, beautiful breakfast, man. And um, John, you know, and John and I had spoken for months after that. And then next thing you know, I get into the job. Mm. I basically was like, yo, John, I just, you know, I texted him immediately. I said, look, man, I got another gig. I just want to let you know if, you know, everything I said to you at breakfast, you know, I, I meant it like, but, you know, and, and I really want to do this movie from the bottom of my heart, whatever you need, bro, like, let me know. But, you know, if you're not considering me anymore, then it's okay. Just let me know because I got to go. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do this gig because um, uh, I don't want to let this opportunity go. Yeah. And he was like, 
he was like he says something like no nah, it's, it's you it's always been you like let me get the suits to move this is oh my god this is like so emotional man this is for this real crazy. this is just crazy like yeah. that you went through all this stuff and now you're it's just oh my gosh it like, was kind of your destiny though too it was your i destiny. think yeah oh my yeah. goodness this is crazy it, it, it definitely feels that way like um it definitely feels like um you know i had a lot you know i had a lot of angels looking out for me and mm -hmm. You know, I, I would say, yeah, a lot of women, my mother, my wife, <laughs> yeah. a lot of, you know, my manager, Jill, like it's a lot of women that have, you know, and Jasmine, like, you know, it's just, you know, I think there's, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for, you know, my agents, you know, Shauna, you know, it's just she's strong women who are really uh, um, uh, in my corner um, and yeah. also giving me good advice and, and um, just, you know, sometimes I'll be scattered. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. I don't know what left and right is, you know. <laughs> but no, for real, I think I, I, I want to attest to that too. I think women and especially women of color have always had my back too. It, 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 it's amazing uh, throughout my own journalism career, but I, I could attest to that. This episode is brought to you by Lifetime's Robin Roberts Presents Mahalia. From executive producers Robin Roberts and Linda Berman comes the biopic of the legendary Mahalia Jackson. Grammy Award winner Daniel Brooks stars as the trailblazer whose music moved, inspired, and changed people's hearts. Critics have praised Brooks's transformative performance into the Queen of Gospel as thunderingly good. Directed by Kenny Leon and written by Bettina Jillowa and Todd Kreidler, this Lifetime original movie continues to inspire viewers and highlights the ongoing fight for social justice. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia for your Emmy consideration in all categories. Did you get any advice from Lynn um, with, with this role? No. Nah. Okay. He really was just like, do your thing. Love it. Mm. He didn't have anything like, he was just like, yo, bro, just just, just, just make him yours. Just yeah. Yeah. Like, do your well, thing. Oh, God. It's, it's like, yeah, I mean, I was watching it for the first time, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have fun. I kid you not, this is going to... Amanda knows I'm a big crybaby. I was crying from the beginning until like well into the end, just because to see this kind of story be told and God damn if Olga does not get an Oscar nomination or something for that staging of that number. That's I, the best. That's my favorite number. To... That is too. I was oh. like, but even like the whole, I was like crying and then like, I you know, I'm friendly with John. So I like DM'd him on Twitter. So I wonder if he's going to answer me. And he, he, he answered, I was like, oh, hey, man, I'm watching it right now. I am fucking crying my eyes out. And he was like, oh, we almost cried every single day on set. And I, because I, you feel that emotion through that screen. And, you know, um, you know, have you, have you seen it like in a theater yet with an audience or, you know, or have you like even seen it in its entirety yet? See, I've seen them. I've watched the movie a few times, but I, I'm okay. going to watch it in the theater for the first time in um, at the premiere, which I'm super okay. excited about, man. I've been mm -hmm. waiting for 
Come is this on, your people. first time in a movie theater? Um, it'll be my first time in the movie theater. And, wow. Um, yeah, so I've been encouraging people to see the movie in the theaters, you know? Yeah. Yes. That, you know, that's the way we made it for the theater. Yeah. That's, that's what, we, you know? We Alone for the 96,000 number, that, that number, it, oh, God damn it. What the hell were they trying to do? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like that I watched I, I had to watch it on my iPad but I definitely was like this is a theatrical experience type movie like this needs to be experienced on the on, on the big screen um, mm. wait so for people that haven't because I've never seen the stage version of it um, I don't know if Dino I don't know if you've seen this stage I have not I mean I knew the soundtrack back and forth but I was like I think I had like an opportunity to see it but then I wouldn't wasn't able to make it but yeah I, I knew but the soundtrack well but not the movie which is weird were there big changes because I, I read a, I read a little I read a I read like a synopsis of the of the um the the play but other than like other than the um the fact that it's obviously different mediums were there any big changes to to the story that the film made versus the the, the theatrical the, the theater version yeah huge changes I mean you know one of the main characters isn't in it anymore you know Camila okay. who is Nina's mom okay know? okay yeah okay Kevin, uh, uh, you know, one of my, I mean, my favorite song in the show got cut. I was like, oh. Aww. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of things had to get cut just because of the timing and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, you know, okay. you have to, they, they need, you know, you also need to make room for new narratives, new, you know, yeah. Sonny's storyline. I don't want to give anything away, but Sonny's storyline in the movie is different from. Yeah, that's one I noticed. Yeah. And the musical, and I think honestly, I mean, it, it hits, it hits so hard in the movie. Mm. No, and it's so relevant too. Yeah. I think. No, I I loved. I really related to Nina's story. Um, mm. And I, I like. I wish we could talk about the actual. You know, like, everything like openly and give details. <laughs> but I loved her storyline. I think it is like something that anybody you know can really relate to, and 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 and, and it's a, it's a very universal her the, the the sort of the journey that she goes on with with her dad is I, I don't know it's something that I think is it definitely resonated really well with with me because it's it's something that I'm I relate to <laughs> in my sort of journey with my parents um so yeah it was it was definitely it was definitely one of those movies where I, I got the same feeling that I got after watching like Black Panther after watching like Crazy Rich Asian which is like this is something for the culture and yeah. I get really excited when I see things like that and I don't know it's I don't know it's it's something that I think is very much needed especially when we're in a we're in a time where Latino narratives are very scarce right yeah like, so <laughs> absent like talk about diversity but it's usually about black people or it's about you know the LGBTQ community yeah. but we never really talk about like the different even the Asian community I think we, we started talking about it more now but yeah. I feel like when it comes to diversity a lot of times we don't talk about Latino yeah, narrative. Latino like we when was the last big studio latino fronted movie like no one could really say anything right yeah. like la bomba that was like in the 80s <laughs> you know yo but it's real like yeah kid in me um watches this movie and like you dino i mean i was crying mm. oh you know, uh in the beginning you know there more there were different things that just got me emotional about this film but like you know, Carnaval del Barrio, you know, that, 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 that number is dope. 
like that but that you know for me that number is like that's when you really get to see the the i think the the the, the colorful a microcosm of what the latino essence is in the world right. we are we are all different colors we are all different cultures the we, you know, we speak Spanish, we speak English, but we like the food is in it, like, right? Like, we all got spin offs of each other's food, yeah. like, yeah. especially throughout the Caribbean islands. Like, this, this, this movie feels like a, uh, uh, like assemble the Avengers, if you will, of all the Caribbean <laughs> islands, Cuba, yeah. right? Dominican Republic, right? Like, uh, 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 PR, like, you know, um. Like it just it just feels like and it was just amazing like seeing people from Panama, um, from Colombia, like from Mexico, right? All this 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 beautiful like um, Latino explosion in a movie that I've never seen ever in my whole life, mm-hmm. and um, and you know and it's funny like that you say you mentioned Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians because I mentioned those movies, you know. Um, and and how I felt mm-hmm. when I saw the films. I'm not. I ain't, I'm. I'm not black. I'm not. You know. Uh, uh, you know. I'm not from. Uh, I think they shot uh, Crazy Rich Asians in Singapore. Yeah. Like well, yeah. that family's from. Like I'm. Right. But but like the the pride I felt watching. Yeah. Like, the child, yo, like just like yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I feel you in the theater. Yes. Like. It just, I was like, yo, I'm hype right now. Yeah. Like seeing yep. Crazy Asians and these beautiful shots. Yeah. Uh, John was capturing and the food and the essence and the, yes. and like, and to see the, you know, uh, you know, the Asian community really like be hyped over like, yo, we never talk about those kind of things in movies yes. and things like that. So I was just like, yes. yo, like that, you know, so I talk about with those, what those movies did for people of color, just in yeah. general, and like yeah. really still opening the door for for um, for so many others, right? Right. Those yeah. movies did, right? Yeah. That shout out to Ryan Coogler and John Chu who directed them joints, yeah. right? Right. Right. And um, it, yeah, you know, yeah. and I and that's and I just pray that in the heights can um, can just be a part of this movement that has already started. That right, that right. those movies have already begun to. Uh, um, to cultivate yeah. this movie, yeah, yeah, the inclusivity in, in in our in our business, but but uh, but yeah, you know, just being Puerto Rican from the hood, from Brooklyn, uh, from New York, you know, yeah. Family, what does this mean I, to you? What does this? Yeah. What does this mean to you? Or, or your it, it just means a lot, man. Like again, like the, the little kid in me wishes he saw Utsnavi on the screen. You know, it would have given me you know a little more hope because even as an adult, I didn't. You know, it wasn't until I saw him in the heights that I really like was like, oh man, you know, yeah, like maybe, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can keep doing this. You know, it was, um, it was hard. It was hard going on these auditions and feeling like nobody understood me or people would like grow your hair out so you could be ethnically ambiguous, change the way mm. you speak that way you can, you know, people don't really know where you're from and then people can't, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and it'll make you more castable, whatever it is. And I, and, and you just start second guessing who you are and second guessing how you look, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, like, yo, damn, what should I do? Yep. Should I, should I, how should I? How yeah. should I be a chameleon as opposed right. to just looking at myself in the mirror and be like, nah, motherfucker, you Boricua. You yeah. from, that's who you're from, that's who you are. You know what I'm saying? That's where your family from. You speak how you speak and that's what that's what it is. It and is. It, it, it took me a while for me to even embrace that because 
because I just felt like I didn't fit in, not only in theater, but not in Hollywood, nothing. Like, none of even none of the lead actors in any of the biggest movies would, you know, really Latino yeah. like that. You know, John Leguizamo was doing it for you. You know, Jimmy Smith was doing it in TV yeah. and stuff. But it was like, it was. That was small. Yeah. So yeah. this movie means a lot to me because, you know, there's a whole cast of people like, you know, Jimmy and Olga, you know, yes. and Lisa and Leslie, you know, yeah. and Corey. Oh my God! Oh God! If you don't fall in love with Benny, if you do not fall in love with Benny, is yeah, yeah, yeah. That cast is freaking incredible. But I I remember tweeting out. I was just like, every single person on this cast, every single person, even like the the background, they're a star. Because I was just like. And like you were saying, you know, how Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians got you hype. You know, I was hype about this. I was hype about uh, uh, Black Panther and, of course, Crazy Rich Asians. But it's just like, man, it's just so good to see people win. You know, people who look like people of color win or, you know, people who haven't really gotten a chance to tell their stories the way they want it to be told to win. that's why I was crying it's like I'm not I'm not Latino I mean I'm of course Latino adjacent we have the same last name Anthony but thanks to colonizers you know that's how it happens (laughs) yo seriously I was gonna bring that shit up too (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you you go to the Philippines and they Reyes and Ramos and there's Garcia there's Gonzalez yeah, there's all of that. It's like, oh, but you know, we're probably related down the line, cousins somehow. But, <laughs> but it's like, but just seeing like people of color like win and celebrate their culture in a way that doesn't like it doesn't rely on trauma or or, or yes. like something very something like you know like stereotypical that we have seen over and right. over again. So to see in the heights. So you know, just so vibrant, singing, dancing, like sing, dance, and just being happy. I mean, happy. they have drama. Don't get me wrong. There's drama. But even just, like in that, I mean, not to like when, when you and, and, and Melissa sing uh, champagne, that that moment. Oh, we could talk about every single moment, but it's I'm just happy this movie is coming out and and. Uh, you know, the Latino community will finally get their shine like the, cra- you know, Crazy Rich Asians did. You know, we're slowly getting stuff. Could go faster, you know, but <laughs> but this is Hollywood. We all know how that is. But I'm just like looking forward to like, you know, on TV, there was like Vita and One Day at a Time. But, you know, I just don't think that was enough. So I'm just glad that y'all like this story is finally being told. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you know, it's like you said, right? Like little by little, I think, I think we we you know we we're, we're breaking these barriers and 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 really, um, um, you know, I think I think the world is is uh, you know the more the more you know Black Panthers and Crazy Rich Asians and hopefully God willing in the Heights and things like the more these kinds of movies we get, the more that the world sees that there's more than just the the Snow Whites and the right princesses, set princesses that they've seen over the years, right? right. Like, right. like they can they see these colorful people in these leading roles, you know. God rest his soul, Chadwick Boseman. Like mm. they see these powerful beings, right? Yeah. Like in these leading roles that look like them and that they can look up to, and um, you know, Constance Wu, you know, and like. You know, and uh, and the Melissa Barreras and the you know and the Leslie Graces of the world. Yes. Right? 
they can they can see these characters and um and and be like wow this this person uh resembles embodies uh the a, a character that i feel like i relate to or that i feel like i can maybe uh pretend to be or become one day in life um you know as opposed to what we've had for so many years where it was like if you named the, the your favorite top 10 actors one of them might be an actor of color i mean right <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> that's no, so true so, though um yeah. you know and it and it's uh, you know, and this, uh, and that's just the way it's been, and and you know, that's that's how it was. But but thank God, now we're talking about how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think now we have an opportunity, not only right us actors, but you know, I think y'all and your and in, in, you know, in your line of work, and just for us to to, to color up this industry in general, right? Right. Yes. The people who vote for people who get the Oscars, and the people right. who vote for the people who get the Emmys, or whoever to get whoever yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck they get. Right, like the people who vote for that shit, color that shit up. Get that shit looking like the world. Yes. There you go. That's what it's about, man. Thank you. Um. Yes. That. Yeah. That got me hype. Okay. (laughs) So we have in the heights. You are on the new season of In Treatment. Um. Mm. We all know about Transformers, which we are super excited about. Of course, because Dominique, who was on our podcast too, yes, she is. uh, She is. She is freaking. She's just dope. Yeah. Um. So, what else can you do? What else can you do? (laughs) What else are you (laughs) doing that you can tell us? Or if there's something that you can tell us, is there something that you haven't tackled yet? A genre, um, a narrative. Um, something in 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 music that you haven't tackled yet that you're that you just been itching to do. Yeah, I mean my album comes out next month, so yeah. I think there I'm you go. An album, and I'm really excited to put that out. Like I've been working on it. I mean, you know, I was gonna put one out last year, and then finally, like I'm, you know, I think I think we found the right time right now. And these are all just like, you know, I I, I feel I feel confident in saying that we took the music to another level, and I believe. Yeah. When people been feeling the music like crazy they like yo this shit is different oh and, and i'm like you know i i loved i did um I, my, my man's you know big bro fat joe had me on the show and even watching him listen to my song and him get genuinely hyped because you know he don't give compliments out for free you know <laughs> like he you know and uh and yeah. uh and i was really grateful to see him hype you mm. know uh, and he was like playing a song like yo this shit is hard <laughs> and you know to really like um you know really you know i think i've been doing music for a while now and finally um you know to to you know i think right now it's really like focusing on yeah we you know we putting these movies out and yeah and treatment was a blessing man you know to be able to, again for to have this latino character who goes to therapy like i think in my home specifically therapy wasn't the thing that we spoke about mm. um, often and it was like if you were going to therapy the question that followed that was like i'm going to therapy and then somebody asked you well what's wrong it's like mm-hmm. yeah well, exactly there's oh, a lot of things in life wrong about it you don't need therapy <laughs> right right they like pray about it i'm like i'm gonna pray about it and go to therapy, go to yeah, therapy. therapy. <laughs> why can't i do both right. and like especially if I, you know yeah look therapy is therapy is expensive and sometimes you know it's like it's hard to afford therapy but that the, the, you know now they're um more, more health insurances are, yeah. are yeah. paying for therapy for people. And I just think, yeah. I think, you know, sometimes we say, oh, it's not, it's too much. Sometimes, honestly, for me, I think the biggest challenge was just the work of finding a therapist and sticking. No, it is. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. and I think, you know, for me, I'll say um, and admit that that at first was the thing that kept me from going consistently. And then for the last two years, I've been going consistently and it's changed the game for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and um, you know, and to be able to do a show like that and do a show with Uzo. Yeah. Like, Who's yo, wonderful. <laughs> yo, she is. I um, I said to her after one of our sessions, after one of the uh, one of the episodes, I said, yo, I knew you was elite. Mm. But I said today I felt your power. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yes. That's and, good. Uh, like that's you know that's how i feel about uzo man like i, I think that i think no, she, it's like just yeah. seeing her on screen and like in anything she does even if she's just doing an interview there is like this kind of like energy that you feel yeah. from her that's just yeah. like if you guys haven't seen her episodes in, of solos i don't know if y'all heard of this show i haven't so watched yet. solos yet it's on amazon she has, it's like a different person different episode anyways watch her episode on solos when you said the power i that's what made me think of i just watched her performances past weekend but so powerful okay i have to watch powerful. that now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good but, yeah okay. man that, that's what we got going man but i'm excited for this music man i'm excited for this album that's really been the big the big project right now that i'm, I'm doing transformers right now but like even before i was talking to y'all i was talking to my boy my executive producer he's like yo did you listen to that mix we gotta get the song. We gotta submit the song right now by you know Friday, whatever day. So we we working on that. I love Dear Diary, by the way. All right, I have, it my, <laughs> I have it on my my playlist. Go check um, the new single, Blessings. Blessings is out. Okay. okay. I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, so we like to end this uh, interview with a, a segment we call the facts or the FAQs. Just just some fun. Fun random random, random yeah. ass questions <laughs> um so your first question is well you kind of talked about um therapy but is there anything anything else that you're doing for self-care working now me too that yeah. helps that helps that's been helping me so much which i mean i i hate running but i do it like every other day just because because it gives you that sense of accomplishment right are, are you like a end. dip person or are you like a running like a you yeah run like what kind of what's your workout <laughs> routine i mean well you know when i was in los angeles i was running my you know i know it's a tourist thing to do but my boy lives right by runyon canyon of course we, yeah we would do runyon in the mornings mm. and we would run it and uh, it was just always good, like just me and my best friend, my best friend from college. You know, we've been mm. friends for twelve years, and it was just dope to just be out there and every morning. You like want to give up because that's yo run. Yeah, it's steep. It's a it's a tough run if you yeah. like because the because it's gradual. Yeah, and you don't notice yeah. it burns. And I was just like, <laughs> hey, "Come on, let's go, let's go, challenge accepted." <laughs> let's go, but uh. But uh, I, I've been lifting more. I've been lifting more weights and uh, uh, recently, and I, I'll do like more just explosive exercises in the plank or like yeah. bear, in the bear oh, and um, oh. stuff like that. A lot of body weight pull-ups and stuff like that. And, yeah, because you have to get ready to fight the Decepticons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. no, but I got to say, I got hyped because I got my first men's health joint. That's I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's go. That's dope. But uh, um, yeah, working out. Cool. Okay. So who are your top five hip hop hip hop acts of all time? I'm pulling this from the Chris Rock movie because remember that movie Top Five? When yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hip hop acts. 
of all time. So of all like, time. This is this is gonna be cemented into history. On the like show. acts <laughs> or just like rappers? I mean, like people I've seen live, or you mean just people that I just like people in general? Yes, this this yeah, in general. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. I mean, Biggie and Pop. Mm, okay, <laughs> that's two. two people. Yeah, two. We got two. Jay Z. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I gotta give somebody new like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but oh man, big pun, <laughs> Eminem. Like I can keep going. Big yeah. pun, Eminem, Rockin. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, it, can 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 Drake be a part of this list? This top five. Drake, you know what, Drake? Yeah. I think he well, can. Drake's the, Drake's the king right now. Yes. You know I mean? He just got he just got artist of the decade. Yeah. Like, Nobody's doing it like Drake. Exactly. Drake was my the first person that came to mind when I saw this list. But yeah. even the older joints like uh, what is it, sooner or later that he had back in the day, them mm-hmm. joints older and then he had this like like Drake has hits. Thank me. What is it? Thank me. Thank, thank me, later. me later. Yeah. Yeah. Drake has hits. Drake, Drake from, is from the uh, get-go. From I mean, he's already reached kind of like that iconic status. So yeah, he'll yeah. be he's he'll iconic. be around for a but while. You had a good list though. You're you're yeah, you're, you had a good list. Wow. Drake's up there. So you said top five, but I'll give you like top 13. But... That's yeah. okay. You have alternates. You have alternates Drake, just yeah, in right. case <laughs> the, your top five can't fulfill their duties as top five. You have alternates. <laughs> okay. What is one TV show or movie that people would be surprised that you love? Whoa. <laughs> this could also be like a guilty pleasure or trash like TV Drag Race. Stop it. <laughs> Are you serious? Because that's my show. That's like I'm that's like a, Simone. Simone, right? I bought some of her merch as soon as she won. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> damn. No, Dino's a huge RuPaul. He has like a yeah. whole fantasy league and everything. I, I have a fantasy league that I participate in. I I, I do all the panels for Deadline that involve, that involve <laughs> all Drag RuPaul, Race. Really? No, that's <laughs> just crazy, though. Know, what, what, what they make them do? I know. They, they're like, oh, make this, act this, write a song, all in one hour. Little <laughs> sing like, that. <laughs> learn this dance yeah we've had rupaul on our podcast too yeah. and we actually got to go to the main stage and, and we were and shangela oh we had shangela too so i know i know shangela from oh yeah from uh starsborn yeah, right? yeah, we've been friends true. ever since yeah 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 Love oh that's her. oh I'm, I'm so happy i so like we are related then so because you know <laughs> that, just, <laughs> that just solidified it <laughs> okay okay so here's here's your next question you are given an unlimited budget to produce direct and star in a musical adaptation of your choice what would it be <laughs> or it could be something original totally I, I mean, I, I did it, to be honest. I did it within the heist. But mm-hmm. but if I could, you know, I'm writing a musical that I'm hyped about. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have to tell us, but that's that, that's good to know. But, <laughs> uh, good to know. But I guess if I had to do one, yeah. Like if Bob Iger came knocking at your door tomorrow. <laughs> And it was all yeah. Anthony or, or Ted Sarandos, someone. Whatever. Yeah. Like, or yeah, what, that's right. One of those rich people. What musical <laughs> adaptation? Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to do The Wild Party. There's a musical called The Wild Party that is amazing that this hmm. Andrew Lipper wrote. 
Okay. It's dark. It's dark. It's mad dark. Okay, like, it's fine. But <laughs> we could do dark. Brian Darcy James played the lead role. Okay. Wild um, party. Wild part. We're we'll look that up. That cool. shit is crazy. We'll we'll put that on the list for your to do. So. <laughs> there you okay. go. <laughs> okay. Would you rather lose your best friend or all your friends except your best friend? Whoa. <laughs> this one got dark. This one got dark. This one did get dark. Sorry, I chose this one. <laughs> I got a few best friends. So, I mean, if I got to give up one best friend and keep the rest of my best friends, then. <laughs> okay, this is like a Sophie's choice. Up. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, which friend? Which I, I, might, I might have to give up that one friend. I'm not going to oh, lie. I'm, I like having friends. Watch your friends like listen to the, like, oh my gosh, I wonder which one he's choosing. He's <laughs> friend. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> okay, you could plead the fifth on that if you don't. Well, you know, yeah. you're, you're fine. Okay. Oh, which um, friend? Are, no, I, I don't want to lose any of my friends. Yeah. That is a dark one, though. Right, what would you do, that. Amanda? Honestly, I would, I don't know, because I don't have that many close friends. I probably have like two best friends. But okay, I which best friend would you get rid of? <laughs> I, I so we, yes. Right. Uh, name their names. Which one, Amanda? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. Both of them. I can't get rid of them. I mean, I'm fine with get re getting rid of my best friend. That is was really fast. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> they're busy anyway. So, you know, whatever. They're always um, busy. They're always busy. Uh, uh, okay, so our final question, Anthony, is is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, or creator that is not in the mainstream or just just not doesn't get enough shine that you think people need to know about and deserves more recognition from from Hollywood? From everybody. From, from everyone. Yeah, from anyone and everyone. You could list multiple people, one person, don't matter. Yeah, well, I think, you know, um, I think he's already blowing up though on Hell Manuel Soto. He's he's not up and coming anymore. I mean, he's doing Blue Beetle. He's doing yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, man, but he's he's still up and coming. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, he you know, there's Steven Spielberg's and the Scorsese's. Right, and, right, right. On Hell is on Hell is now getting these gigs that will make him that will make yeah. his game yeah be up there with you know yeah. with the yeah. biggest of of the That's biggest. Good. But Angel Manuel Soto, I think, is uh, yes. I think he's going to change the game as far as storytelling and and um, he did and, uh, and everything he does. What did he do with that Sundance movie? I can't uh, Charm City Kings. Yeah, Charm City Kings. Oh, I yes. oh yeah, that's I yeah. loved that movie. Yeah, that movie didn't get enough play, to be honest with you. Yeah, it did. Like, I, I loved it. You know, yeah. I think even you know my director who I worked with, Monsters and Men, who I think you know I think yeah. again I think his name he's is going to be up. one of the biggest. But Ronaldo Marcus Green, I see, you know he's just got a vision, um, uh, you know, and uh, and uh, you know one of my boys, uh, Eli uh, Faltuzzi, you know Eli Eli's um, this cat from Puerto Rico. He's been making films for uh, a long time. He's 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 de he's developing this documentary called We Still Here. Mm -hmm. um, about about uh, life in Puerto Rico mm -hmm. um, uh, after Hurricane Maria, mm -hmm. and he's been doing, but he's been on the ground and he's been living in PR for for years, um, and yeah. uh, and and just putting in the work, man. And really, like he just he dropped everything and was living uh, on the West Coast and moved to Puerto Rico and just um, has been really dedicating his life to serving 
serving, you know, just his community and, and uh, on the island. And he was doing these things called, um, uh, uh, like, uh, in, in, in English, it's called like the solar cinema, where he would basically go to these, you know, he would go to the barrio and like, you know, and go and just, and just like play movies for the community, for the kids, especially when they didn't have no power. He would go to these communities and just uh, play from a projector. He played, do movie no. nights in these different communities, you know, and, oh. uh, and I think he's, he's an awesome, awesome uh, filmmaker and, uh, and uh, he's been a great friend and mentor, you know, big bro, honestly. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, those, those are guys off the top of my head. I mean, but. Yeah. Um, shout out to all of them i think we're definitely going to be seeing well, yeah I, I think um and hill and um who did the who did the monsters and men who directed Reynaldo, Ray, Reynaldo. Ray, Ray, he just got a really Green. big movie right or he's is he doing a really big movie right now i think yeah i think ray got a Ray just really got it he got a big one i can't remember yeah. what yeah. was yeah I, I, I feel like i've definitely written about him a couple times <laughs> oh king oh, richard yeah. king richard, king richard. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you producer david <laughs> yes thank you david <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. so we'll, we'll definitely look out for those people anthony Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. It was great learning about you. Heights, June 11th. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And it's so glad to meet a cousin that I haven't met before. (laughs) Yeah. No. Hey, it's always good to meet family. I don't even need to do 23 of me, bro. (laughs) We got the same last name. That's Uh, enough. Um, No, but y'all are probably related. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for real i think in the heights is gonna do something like like i said it's it's something really special beyond just being a movie musical there's just something so unbelievably special about every minute of that 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 uh that music that movie uh i don't know what it is but uh, we, we can't wait to see more we can't wait to see you fight decepticons too so there's yeah. that so transformers <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, she'll remember us. I said, tell Dominic you said hi. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Amanda and Dino. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks you, thank you, you so much, Anthony. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.